Okay. Hello, travelers. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Life's a Voyage. Today, we're going to be talking. (laughs) Wait, do I need to look at the camera? No. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about uh, study abroad experience, which I didn't have, but Rebecca here did. Uh, Rebecca's my best friend, and she's going to introduce herself now. So, hey, Becca, what's up? Hey. Um, I apologize in advance for our <laughs> conversational skills because we communicate on a different level than most people. <laughs> so uh, lots of giggles probably and clipping, but that's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so who are you, Becca? Who are you? Just introduce yourself. What's your name? Hello. My name's Rebecca. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Um, Becca's my best friend from, like, childhood. (laughs) (laughs) She's never been on a podcast before, so here's to new experiences. Cheers. Woot, woot. Um, But, so tell us about, okay, so we're talking about study abroad experiences today. I did not have any of those, but you sure did. And um, let's just, what's, what college did you go to, and what did you go to college for? Let's start there. All right. I went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania. Um, It's on the Pittsburgh side of this state. And I studied interior design and Spanish. Spanish. Um, And then when you studied abroad, did you, that was for your Spanish? Right. So to complete my Spanish degree, I had to do a Um, immersive study abroad experience and my option was a summer trip or a semester abroad and I wanted the semester abroad in Spain of course yes Spain oh god I'm still jealous (laughs) um okay cool so it was a necessary experience for you like for us there wasn't really any requirement to study abroad though there was like a lot of opportunity to study abroad um but I chose not to because I didn't want to do work while traveling (laughs) Did you like, how did that work? Okay, (laughs) so let's start, let's start there. Like, while you were studying abroad, when, what Mm -hmm. semester did you do it? And like, what was um, the overall experience? Like, how many classes did you have? That kind of thing. So I did it in the spring semester of like 2018. That's four years ago now. Oh, stop. But wait, that was not four years ago. 2018 was four years ago? Yes. (gasps) Oh, gasp. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what year of college were you in then? Because you did a... I was in my fourth year. I did an extra year. I did another year after my semester abroad after that. Okay, so you, you were a super senior the following year. Yep. Cool. Okay, so that's when you did it. Yes. And what and was it like? And I think there was about... Oh, man, how many... I think there was like five to six classes a day. A day? Yes. Did they have the same, like, wait, hold on. schedule? Pause. You're like, wait. I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me to look at my schedule. <laughs> I, we walked to school. There was, like, two or three classes. We stayed in the same room, and, like, teachers would come to us. Wait, is that even true? Four years. <laughs> it's been four years. Um, And then we had, like, a time for a snack. They would all give us a break and we'd all leave our classes and then we'd have snack and then we'd come back in and then we'd have classes again. Was it all university students? It was. So it was at a university um, and it was a bunch of 
kids from different colleges in America, um, typically just three in particular, actually. Um, and we all came and we all were split up in between classes. So before I went, I had to take a pre-exam so they could decide what my level of fluency was. And then from there, they decided how to categorize us into which classes and which levels. Um, so the entire time we were there, we were taking class with classes with the same group of kids from different universities, actually from different countries too. Um, and were they all like, was it kind of true to what the test was? Like, were you guys kind of all at the same level? Like, did it kind of work out that way? Um, yes and no. I know for a fact that the girl that was from my school, who was in my class too, she purposely failed failed the exam and got to level one with me, but she knew way more Spanish than I did. She just wanted an easy Take semester. Easy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, that was like one of my biggest concerns when I like was looking into studying abroad is like, I didn't want to actually have to do work if I was going to study abroad. Like I wanted to just like travel. Like that was the only appeal to mm-hmm. studying abroad. I mean, completely different for my program as like a photo student versus actually right. studying the language as a major. Um, so that's a little different, but but was it hard? No. Well, <laughs> I was a, definitely a level one kind of fluency. I wasn't very confident in myself and like putting myself out there and speaking the language. So I definitely needed to be in a, a level one course. However, the classes were easy. The homework was easy. You just had to take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the professors there, our host parents knew we were there to travel and to just have fun like we were going out to the clubs in the middle of the week until midnight and like coming back and going to class the next day like it was pretty easy we were able as long as we told our professors ahead of time like hey we're gonna go travel we're gonna be gone like Monday or Tuesday um they were fine with it they okay so it's not taken super seriously no Oh, was that exciting or disappointing? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, the grades, you still had to get good grades, like, right. I, you know. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to know, like, I could just have fun. Because, you know what, a part of the experience, it was an immersive experience, but part of the experience was going out into the city and speaking to locals in Spanish and practicing that language and speaking to other kids our age who lived there that was part of the experience you know so and did you feel like you learned more doing that than you did in the classes I definitely I did I learned more about speaking the language by by talking to other people and like the locals and being forced to order food in public Mm -hmm. um but then I learned a lot about the history and the culture while in class okay and less about the language yeah And what was, like, your biggest culture shock? Like, speaking of culture, because they do things a lot differently in Mm -hmm. Spain than they do in America. Like, they have, like, different work days. Like, their schedules are way different than America. So what was, like, the biggest culture shock? The food. Our, so specifically with our host mama, I don't know. She was great. (laughs) I loved her. She was nice. Nothing against her. Um, I don't know if others had the same experience, right? Because, yeah. So our host mama, I don't think she was the best cook. Like she wasn't 
fantastic at it. But wait, where in Spain were you located? I don't think we touched on I that. I was in Valladolid. V A L L I O D. Oh, okay. probably I know what you're spelled. talking about. <laughs> and that's it's northeast of Madrid. Right, which is like more the middle of the country than yeah. the coast, which mm-hmm. is where most like mm-hmm. Barcelona's on the coast, right. kind of. Yeah, so yeah. it was landlocked for sure. Um, but so our host mama would cook for us. And it was so bland. Mm. I was like, there's no salt. You know, coming from America, like, there was no salt and everything. There was no sugar in it. And it was just, I knew to expect the breakfasts would just be, like, a cup of coffee and, like, a small fruit or something. Um, But lunches and dinners were very, like, it was like a, she would blend vegetables like she would blend peas and we'd have a pea soup Mm. yes or she'd come out with like a plate of just meat and like nothing else would be like a plate of meat and that was shock because I I don't eat meat like that right um but I was like here's some new experiences yeah oh my goodness the day she came out with a bowl of octopus oh I've had octopus before I had not. Wait, but was it raw? Uh, raw? I mean, I think it was cooked. Uh, yeah. But it was like with the this the, the sticky, tentacles. The te- yeah. Like no. calamari? It wasn't fried. No. I love calamari. <laughs> it was not fried. Yeah, that was interesting. She That Slimy. was the one and only day that she gave us that. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were like, mm. no. Wait, so did you live with any other uh, students or was it just you? I did live with another student from my school, and I had chosen that way. Um, We had the option to do a private room or a, for, like, cost purposes. Right. uh, It was a private room or a shared room, and then you could choose your roommate if you wanted someone from your school, or they'd pair you with somebody else from another school or whichever. So the cost difference, like, how much was it just for, like, from the difference between a shared room and a private room? Oh, was it like enough that you were like, yeah, we're definitely doing a shared room or did yeah, you just it was want probably that experience? One to two thousand dollar difference. Uh, personally, I, I didn't make that decision based on price. I made that decision based on do I want to be alone in another country? Like, do I want to feel like I felt that knowing who I am, I would be better off having someone to share the experience with at least a little bit right. versus if I happen to get stuck in a host parents home by myself and no one else was there with me I didn't want to chance that right okay so it was it was definitely a price difference but that wasn't the Mm -hmm. determining factor for you Mm -hmm. um so talking about price uh we kind of talked about this the other day but uh what did it so college in America Mm -hmm. or university in America um I know I have a couple foreign listeners so in America it is well known that colleges and universities are very expensive compared to, like, foreign countries. And, like, most foreign countries have, like, free secondary education Mm -hmm. options as well. Mm -hmm. Not America. So how much did it cost to attend your university in general? And then how much did it cost you to do the study abroad experience? So per semester, IUP probably cost me, IUP, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Um, Mouthful, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cost me about 13000 and that's like room and board and per semester and per semester and this uh semester abroad was about eight to nine thousand so definitely even definitely 
less expensive. Yes. And I think that is a trend. Like, I think it is less expensive to study abroad, which you would think would make it more accessible to more mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. But it's almost not because of other barriers to, like, access to studying abroad education, like just being able to get to college in the first mm-hmm. place or also, like, um, a lot of programs aren't offered directly through um, university. Yeah, you have to, like, find the program that you want to study abroad in or, you know, a lot of community colleges or more affordable colleges in America don't have those, like, directly through the college, so it makes it much harder to do the experience. So was yours directly through your college or did you find it? Yeah, actually, this is one of the reasons that I even chose to major in Spanish. Um, When I went to college, I knew that I wanted to study abroad And I knew specifically that I wanted to go to Spain because ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to go to Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the study abroad office, they told me that the cheapest and easiest way that was going to get me there was to major, was to do a major in Spanish because they provided you with a courses already selected, already prepackaged plan. Otherwise, I was going to have to jump through hurdles and hoops and have to finance an ex- independently expen- yes, yeah an expensive study abroad so I was like well I'd already studied Spanish throughout college or throughout high school mm-hmm. so I was already interested in it and that's also why I ended up doing five years because I, I didn't decide to major in Spanish until my second year in so and doing a double major takes more time in general so yep. not having known that going into college already sets you back yep in time, but like whatever. Yeah. Did it? Did it still end up being less expensive? Like since oh. you did five years of school. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not talk about that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another topic. <laughs> um. Okay. So, overall, if we're gonna talk about your study abroad experience, because like I went into college thinking like, oh, I want to study abroad, but I'll figure out when I get there. And mm-hmm. then I got there and was like not going to happen. I want to get the hell out of college Mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Like I can travel on my own. Like that was my view. Um, But sometimes I think like, oh, maybe I should have studied abroad or whatever. Overall for your experience, like your specific experience, and obviously everyone's experience is different Mm -hmm. and it depends on the country and the host family and all that stuff. But like, what would you rate it? Like, uh, did you like it? Do you regret it? Did you, would you do it again? Like, what was the experience like? Because a lot of people listening that maybe like younger in college or some people that are out of college and like didn't or did have an experience studying abroad. Um, you know, sometimes it's like, did I make the right decision or would you do it again kind of thing? I would 1,000% do it again. Yeah. And I would do it again different. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you learn that like people should know when they're choosing their experience? Yeah, so if you're doing a study abroad and you're doing it for language purposes – you have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to allow yourself the opportunity to practice and to learn. I kind of hindered myself in the fact that I let my comfort level get between me and Mm. speaking Spanish. So I would talk to the other people in the program in English. Oh, you know, because it was comfortable. My host mama and the professors, no one in the, no one spoke English within this city. Like this wasn't Madrid. This wasn't Sevilla. This wasn't like a very popular touristicy destination. So English was not popular. But I hindered myself because I spoke 
too much English within hanging out with friends and things like that. So I, if I could do it again, I'd go back and I'd definitely make sure I was actually practicing and forcing myself to speak Spanish as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm very progressive or what's the word? I'm an advanced Spanish listener, Mm. but I'm only about an intermediate Spanish speaker. Right. And that's because of this trip. I was a beginner Spanish speaker when I left, but I was intermediate by the time I came back. And if I had just been more comfortable or not comfortable, if I'd been less comfortable and pushed myself to speak more, I could have came back advanced. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is like the only place I've ever been where I had to speak a different language was, well, I took French, and I think people know that by now, but um, when we went to France, I limited myself as well, and like I would I would get anxious or nervous that the person that I was speaking to, would, like obviously I was American, like I, no one's, yeah. I'm not fooling anyone, like I'm not French, <laughs> um, like anyone could probably tell that, but it was like I would get to a point where I'd get stuck and then they would start speaking English back to me. Yeah. Cause like I would say probably like 70% of French Mm -hmm. people in Paris like speak English, Mm -hmm. but they would start speaking English to me. And then I would just start responding in English instead of trying to push past that barrier and continue in French because I knew more than I was like, I was getting caught up in like my nerves and my comfort kind of thing. So like definitely the same experience obviously was not there as long as you were. So how long, a whole semester yeah a whole semester so from january to may yeah four and a half so that's like a way longer experience than yeah. i mean i was only in paris for like a week but i wish i could have done it longer mm-hmm. i think cuz by the end i was comfortable again like it's not just new and like i was finally speaking more and i was finally like pushing past my comfort zone and everything like that so i i wish it could have been a year or a cu- just a couple months longer right and you feel like that would have been enough to like yeah. really take your expertise to the next level it would have yeah so. <laughs> um so coming back to the states did you continue speaking spanish and i know now that you do but i'm gonna make, <laughs> <laughs> make her say it. um when you yes. first got back Yes. So when I first got back, I'd say no, because who am I going to speak Spanish to? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's how I feel about speaking French. Like, who am I going to practice with? And I have a couple of friends that I'll like randomly will voice message, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not the same. So I still had another year of classes to take in and I had a few Spanish classes. Um, so that got me practicing Spanish more, but It just wasn't the same anymore, and I really noticed, like, how special my study abroad experience was because of that. While I was sitting in class, it was just like a, oh, I'm in America, like, trying to speak Spanish with these other English speakers. Like, this is not the same. It just really wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has helped me connect with my partner's family, so my partner... And her family are um, Latin American heritage. And they speak to me in Spanish. They know English, but... But they, not as well. Yeah, you know. not as well. And, they, you know, they're more comfortable speaking in Spanish and, like, good for them, yeah. whatever. Like, and if I can speak Spanish to them, then, 
you know, that means something to them and that's very special to them. And they laugh at me when I say things in Spanish, but I know it's coming from like a place of love for them and they think it's cute and they're, they're amazed because how often do you meet people who come into your life and who come into your family? Well, they're family who, you know, actually speak their language that speak their language. That's not from their countries either. Yeah, and especially, like, I feel like in America, you know, like there's this freaking horrible culture of, like, well, just, I feel like Americans in general are kind of entitled, like, everywhere they go, they expect everyone to speak English because it is a large, like, widely spoken language, but, like, there's so much to be said for someone that tries to get familiar with a different language when they're in that country or even within that culture, like, like even though they live in America, like, they still, like, their whole culture within their family is... Yep surrounded around that language and mm-hmm. I'm sure they appreciate that a lot so d- having this experience and then now having a partner that speaks Spanish and you know her family speaks Spanish how how has that experience helped you in that like do you think that you would have been as prof- like you know would have been harder to like communicate with them without your experience oh yeah it would have been s- so much harder if I didn't speak any Spanish because I'll be sitting at the table and everyone's talking in Spanish and I'm trying to follow along and you know I that just reminds me how not fluent I am and I've still got a lot of room to grow there but you know she's my partner's job isn't to be a translator and I don't want her to ever feel like she has to sit there and translate conversations for me Mm -hmm. um we're, we're supposed to balance each other out I don't yeah right yeah so it's nice to know that I can be part of the conversation because I do know Spanish. I can throw in my little hints or jabs or something in there to compliment the conversation too. And everyone laughs and she looks at me all lovingly. (laughs) It's it's great. (laughs) It's like, yes, I win. (laughs) But if, if I didn't know any Spanish, it would be really hard. It'd be really hard to connect with them and to feel like I had a place there and like I belonged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Texas where you guys met and everything, there's a lot more like Spanish speaking influence oh, yeah. and stuff. So, oh yeah. Like I was working as a barista and there was a gentleman who came through the drive through and in Spanish, she asked if anyone was there that spoke any Spanish. And I looked around and that was me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was me. <laughs> and, you know, I was I was like back to my hitting a wall against my comfort zone. And I was like, I I can't do this. I can't do this. He's going to, I'm like, no, like, he's not going to make fun of you. He's not going to say anything. And you know what? He is asking for help because his English isn't mm-hmm. good as well. So we, str- right. we stumbled together and we got through the conversation and I helped him order what he wanted to order and it took a little bit longer but when he got to the window and we like we said hi in person and he was so thankful like he was mm-hmm. so happy that someone was there and he was like you did great I was like you did great thank you like slap so. each other on the back yeah. <laughs> you did this bro so even in like places like that where there is a high population of people who speak Spanish like it's just an invaluable yes, skill. Yes, exactly. Like that probably made that man's freaking entire mm-hmm. week. And mm-hmm. like, 
that's insane to have, you know, yeah. an experience where someone just like is really under, cause you're just a nice person and like yeah. understanding and like willing to work with someone. And mm-hmm. I bet like even some Spanish speakers maybe who are more fluent, um, wouldn't have made such an impact on that man's day. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. like they would just like be able to have the conversation quick and easy and then it would be over. Yep. But like the fact that you put in the work to like try to, mm-hmm. you know, help him is probably way more significant and impactful. My, um, issue I guess or what is it my downfall no my huh like when someone comes in and they can struggle through in Spanish and I don't know though if they want me to jump in and let them know that I speak Spanish or if that would be an insult to them sometimes it's like I need to wait to see if they're gonna ask because knowing how they've been perceived these people who speak Spanish who aren't fluent and I know the interactions that they've had with you need to speak English you can't you know and I don't want to make them feel like that's the way you're gonna come off yeah so I never know if I should be like hey like I speak Spanish like do you want me to explain anything to you do you need any help you know right there's a weird fine line in there America. Is, there is a fine line. So in, in when you were in Spain, how was it with you, like, if you did, if you were on the other end of that, right? Like, if you walked into, like, a cafe or something, you tried ordering something, and you stumbled through it, how were the Spanish people in Spain, like, the speakers, like, how were they acting towards you? Or, like, what were those experiences like? Were they, like, welcoming and, like, super nice or? Oh, yeah. They definitely. But no one ever, like switched the language on me right so unlike you had your experience in 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 France France no one ever did that to me even in like Sevilla or Valencia or Madrid no one ever switched it they saw me stumbling in Spanish and they were like all right you got this girl like I'm following along (laughs) that's funny (laughs) isn't that interesting how they like in other countries they are so much more willing to adjust mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. deal with us and like we We're suck not. yeah it's like terrible English it's really terrible suck like you know I I think language is so fascinating and like a huge part of studying abroad is language and you know immersing in the culture mm-hmm. and all that stuff so it just it fascinates me when like people can't appreciate that someone's like trying you know yes yeah okay cool so with like your experience and you know like you said that what you would have done differently is, you know, studied more or not studied more, but talked yeah, more. Yeah, studied more. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bad too. <laughs> we won't pull up your grades. <laughs> but is there anything you would have done differently with like the setup of it or like the process of signing up for it? Like y- you purposefully like kind of made it a little easier for yourself by majoring in Spanish. Um, but what would you have done differently in the process or the planning of it? Or like what trips did you take while you were studying abroad that you may have done differently or like, what are, what are some things that you would have done differently that people can learn from, like, some mistakes that you might have made? Yeah, so financial aid. <laughs> Let's talk about money. Um, financial aid can screw you over. Did you know that they can accidentally give you too much money? Yes, I, I've had friends. And then deny giving you more money because. <laughs> they already gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
that so happened. Did that. <laughs> they did that to me. And while I was in Spain, they were like, yeah, you owe us $2,000. And I'm like, I'm in Spain. I can't even work to like pay you money right now. I, how are you going to drop this on my plate? So is this through your school though? Yeah, that was through my school. Mm-hmm. So I had to like get a private loan and everything to like do that back end of the work. So even though you think you have your money finances in order, Double it check. may not be ready. It may not be in order. Um, but I would have tried to get more scholarships just to travel more. I had a, when I got there, I had a, not a generous. Like a decent little money I pot. had a decent little pocket of money to travel around to different locations and I knew once I'd gotten there that travel to and from other countries like Italy and Europe and other well other countries in Europe would be a lot cheaper Mm -hmm. um just because flights from America to those countries is just crazy usually the biggest expense expense. right so I knew that it would be cheap once I got there. So I was like, let me just get a little bit of money so I can travel to a few different places. The only place that was super important to me was Barcelona. Did you go? I left that for last and I had no more money oh, at the end of no, my trip. No, don't tell me that. So you I didn't did. go? I did go. <gasps> okay. How did that go? <laughs> yes. I, I actually know the story already. I'm just acting. Yes. <laughs> so a little background my family was supposed to come at the end of my semester abroad, and we were going to travel around Spain. However, a little bundle of joy was starting to, <laughs> was growing in my sister's belly, and my mom, you know, expensive, she had to get me that private loan and everything, so it just wasn't doable anymore, so. Wasn't the right time. It, yeah, it just wasn't the right time, which is fine. I got over it really quick. <laughs> Now. <laughs> Still not over it. Not over it, but it's fine. Um, but so it was the end of my semester abroad, and I hadn't gone to Barcelona because my family had said we were all going to go together, and I had no more money because I had already spent it on all of my other travels. It wasn't I didn't have an exuberant amount of money right. to travel, right? So I I wasn't traveling all semester, and then you know, ah, I'm going to travel some more with my family. Like, I don't come from a rich family. I had right. a little bit of money. I went to a few places. And I broke down to my mom. I It felt like it was a, this was a on my knees, praying hands to my mom kind of moment. And I was she comes from a Catholic family. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so literally on her knees, <laughs> over the phone, knees, on FaceTime. Falling my eyes out. And... I was like, I Googled and researched how cheap I could get to Barcelona Mm -hmm. and how long I could be there and what I could do and everything. And I was like, I just need a hundred bucks. You could do it on a hundred dollars. I could do it on a hundred dollars. I was like, please, just a hundred dollars. I know you had to buy me another flight home. And we lost that first ticket. I know... XYZ, I know this and this and this, but please, I just need $100. Mm-hmm. And she sent it to me. And you went to Barcelona. And I got to go to Barcelona. And I got to see The Sagrada Familia by Antony Gaudi. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She uh, double majored in uh, yeah interior design, interior y'all. Design. <laughs> <laughs> so architecture, and it was everything I wanted mm-hmm. and more. I went by myself because that's just what I wanted. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have to. It probably could have been cheaper if I went with anybody else, but I also needed to do this as cheap as possible, and I knew that other people wouldn't want to do Would the it, things yeah. that I was about to do. I got a bag of lettuce. And I was eating a bag of lettuce. That was my food, right? A loaf of bread would have yeah. I'm sure I had a better loaf of bread, but I I specifically remember going to like the little market, and I had like five euros, and I was like, I'm getting this bag of lettuce. (laughs) That's what I'm about to eat. Yeah, (laughs) this is my salad. (laughs) Yes, but I did like a free Anthony Gaudi, the architect, um, walking tour. I got the Sagrada Familia, like, audio walking tour, and then um, coupled with the Park Giel. And that's all I wanted. And, like, I mean, I wanted Did more, Did you do it in a day course. trip? It was, I think it was, like, a two, like, a weekend trip. So I got on the longest train ride because it was the cheapest. Mm-hmm. It was, like, six hours. Oof. Which it should not don't, be. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. And, but I think it was, like, six hours. But it, it's a very short distance, so yeah. it could have been much Could have been much quicker. Um, and I did it in the weekend in 100 euros. That's amazing. Yeah. You were dedicated. And that was, like, the very last thing that I did. I came back, and, like, we did – honestly, I think this was after our finals. And then we got – I went and then came back and had our finals posted, and then we left. Wow. So that was, like – what you wanted to do and you the entire time I was there the reason I studied abroad in Spain was to go to Barcelona and I didn't do that until the like second to last weekend there yeah and I almost didn't get to do it well that's okay we'll go back yes we'll definitely go back oh my gosh take me back and that's another thing about studying abroad like now that I did it I want to go back I feel like I could live in Spain I think that that would be another, like, pushing past my comfort zone. Now that I know a little bit more, mm-hmm. I would totally do that in a heartbeat. Do you think that you're, like, familiar with the area? Like, would you be able to, like, go back there and, like, know where everything is? And you're like, oh, this is, like, a second home, like, a, a home away from home kind of vibe? I'm really good at directions, so, yes, I could totally do that. That's kind of how I feel about Paris, not going to lie. Like, we were only there for a week, but, like, I looked at that map so much, and I still look at that map so much. Like, <laughs> I'm constantly on Google Maps. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I know where everything is in Paris. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just this direction. Like, mm-hmm. just go this way. London, have no clue where anything is. Paris, know where everything is. It's like, you know, once you're looking at it enough. I'm pretty good with directions, too. I'm just bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> we're both bad at math. We're so bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> and spelling. Look <laughs> <laughs> at me earlier trying to spell Viralid. <laughs> Still can't figure it out. No. <laughs> um, and then uh, give us just like a little rundown on like what your like daily experience was there. I think a lot of people, when they think of like studying abroad, they think like their daily experience, sorry, my volume is on, that they're. Um, daily experience is going to be like so different or whatever like was your daily experience kind of average or totally different from college in u.s Mm -hmm. okay we walked a lot there was no driving all right well obviously because we didn't have our own cars but like 
people walk everywhere and everything was so accessible and so close. Um, so my roommate and I would walk to school and then for lunch, everyone goes home. Right. So that's different. Right. And then we all, there was like a break from school every day. Um, How long is that break? Like two hours? Yeah. About two hours. Yeah. So we come home, we eat and then we'd like relax in our room. You could choose to do your homework then, or you can like lay down and like, I don't know, be on your phone if you want or read a book or something. Mm -hmm. Um, or hang out with your host parents. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and Speak then, more Spanish. <laughs> right, right. Didn't do that. Should have done that. <laughs> Would do that differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we'd walk back to school, have our afternoon classes. And then after classes, either we'd walk home and then just be done for the day or something. Or sometimes there was like a little bar, like a little restaurant on the way home. And like a, a group of us from IUP would hang out and we'd all have a glass of wine and some tapas, which are like little snacks with mm. our drinks. And we just hang out and chill and talk and like talk about, you know, some travels that we want to do around the city or around the country or wherever Mm -hmm. we wanted to go and stuff. Or we'd go home with plans to go out to the club later that day. (laughs) That's funny. Yes. So it was a little similar, but um, from my experience being at college here, I would go to campus and I'd kind of be at campus all day and like I'd eat at camp on campus and everything like that. But over there in Spain, it's very important that everyone comes home and like has lunch with the family and eats with the family and things like that. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. And I knew that about Spain because of you right. and Mish. And it's just so interesting because I think I enjoy that structure Mm -hmm. I think I would really enjoy that structure like now that we work for ourselves and we're like at the office like recently we've been just bringing food here but in the summer usually we'll like go home for lunch we'll like make lunch maybe go for a walk maybe run errands and then come back to the office and then it doesn't feel like you're like stuck in the same place all day but in the winter it's just a pain in the ass to leave so yeah we just stay here all day but yeah I think I would really like that structure and um, I feel like it's probably really beneficial to, like, people's mental health to, like, get that, like, solid two-hour break in the middle yep. of the day. Like, in the United States, probably, like, the average break time is, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, like, an hour would be really nice for most people, but most people only get, like, 15 to 30 minutes, which is so sad when you think about it. It's like, sad. why do we work ourselves to death? that's another conversation (laughs) um and then I wanted to ask you what other travels did you do while you're over there and like how easy was that to do you you said that like your classes were pretty flexible Mm -hmm. to work around but like um did you go with friends like I know that you went to Morocco like Mm kind of talk about like some other your other travels while you were there yeah so built into our program they had a few excursions already so to different um cities in Spain, like Segovia, where we saw the Roman aqueduct, and to Santander, and all these other cities that you wouldn't generally hear about. Everyone knows Barcelona and Madrid. Right. Um, We knew about a festival called Las Fallas um, in Valencia, Spain, which is along the coast, where they build these huge paper mache like structures. Mm It was so cool. So we d- I definitely got to go there to see it. Um, was that like a weekend trip? Yes, it was a weekend trip, a, li- a little long weekend trip. Um, so we definitely missed school for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to 
Besides Barcelona, did you travel with people whenever you left the city? Yes. So okay. besides Barcelona, I traveled with people. Okay. Yes. It was my first time out of the country, so mm-hmm. comfort level, right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. I still haven't traveled out of the country yeah. without Somebody. Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a different experience. For sure. Even, um, like, Canada. I haven't been there alone. Me either. Definitely. Let's go to Canada. Well, that's not alone. Mm-hmm. That's together. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> we are one human. <laughs> it is alone. Um, yes. So I went to Morocco to see Chef Shao in the Blue City. And then I went to Lagos, Portugal. Went to Italy, specifically Rome. And Sis. Sicily? Maybe not. That's the island off the That's coast of Italy? No. I didn't get to go, but my friends got to go because I didn't have any money. <laughs> Where else did you go? Oh, what is it called? It starts with an S. Is it in Italy? Yes. <laughs> did, um. Okay, just cut that part. Yeah. I went to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> not going to cut that part. <laughs> she went to Rome. Um... um Went to Greece. Went to Athens, Greece. I didn't know you went to Athens. Charlie just kicked me. How dare he? Yeah, Charlie's under the table. Kick her again. What? <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> um, Charlie is Becca's dog, for those that don't know. There's yeah. not, like, a human <laughs> under the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know you went to Athens, though. Yes. It was, it was a really jelly. good experience. Can you take your jelly? She's been to more places than I have. That's not true. More countries. I mean, I've only been to six countries. Yeah. Yeah. Canada, America, Mexico. Have you been to America? Were you, does that count? Yeah, it's a country. <laughs> <laughs> you live here. <laughs> so it's still a country. Well, and I'm then Iceland. You've been to more than me. London and Paris. Yeah, you've been to way more. Seven. Spain, Canada, Spain, Africa, though. I don't know if I really want to count Africa, like Morocco, Italy, Greece. Africa's not a country. Africa is a (laughs) continent. Which country in Africa is Morocco? Morocco is a country. Oh, my goodness. I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I said Spain. Okay, yeah. That's the country. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think we're like on the same playing field. (laughs) She didn't take geography, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Italy, Portugal, Greece, Spain, Morocco, Canada, America. Yeah. We're we're tied. We're tied. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're tied. Where are we going next? (laughs) I'm going to Jamaica. Yeah, actually, Becca's going to Jamaica. Um, I helped her plan it, you know, saved her. How much money on your flights? 500. Saved me a lot of money. Per person? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saved her lots of money, and now she's going to Jamaica with her lover, and they're going to have such a good time. Yeah. Also, another discussion <laughs> <laughs> for another day. Um, okay, that was kind of all the questions I had. Um, if there's any like advice that you would give someone thinking about studying abroad, um, what like is there any like last 
things or things that people just need to know about studying abroad? People will give you a lot of advice before you go, and you're going to ignore their advice. (laughs) (laughs) Because you think you know what's best. And I regretted ignoring the get scholarships. I regretted ignoring the don't speak Spanish while you're there. Hang out with locals. Right. All of those things. I wish I had listened to those who had gone before me. Right. They weren't just giving So for me those young college students yeah. listening now, you should listen. <laughs> listen. You're not invincible. You don't know everything. Right. And they're just trying to give you this um, information to help you have the best possible experience ever. And I highly recommend mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. That's really good advice. I feel like I get that way sometimes where people like, I'll be like looking into a new place to just travel to, not mm-hmm. even study abroad. And I'll be like, oh, like doing all my research. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, well, you should really think about this. And I'll be like, no, that's not going to come up. And then it'll come up and I'll yep. be like, mm, maybe you should have listened to that. <laughs> um, so yeah. now mm-hmm. I try to be a little bit more open-eyed to like different things that like locals or people that have gone mm-hmm. before um things that they're saying and kind of take that into account smart definitely listen to the wise ones oh now you're the wise one (laughs) 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 then they're done that (laughs) cool okay is is there anything else you want to say about your study abroad experience for those people that like have already finished college i i wouldn't say like i regret not studying abroad Mm -hmm. i just wish i had looked into more options for it because it could have been an experience like that mm-hmm. for me with, like, French. You know, I kind of wish I had a living experience with French. Right. Because I want to be way better at French than I am. Um, well, there's, for the people who, who aren't able to study abroad, there's two diff- different types of experiences that people are looking for, which is for the language experience and then for the travel and, like, cultural experience you can still get that. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the exact same, but if you can spend a week or if you can work from home and you have the opportunity to work from another country, that's mm-hmm. such a great opportunity that you have there, but definitely traveling outside of your country and outside of where you're from and experiencing other places and other cultures, that is so important. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it if you didn't get to study abroad, at least being able to travel the world yeah. is valuable. I agree. I think that's something I try to say a lot is mm-hmm. leave your hometown. Yes. Your, leave your home state. <laughs> Got the fuck out of there. <laughs> we said, see ya. Bye. <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> Both of our parents left. <laughs> We're never going back. No, no reason. <laughs> Sorry, Pennsylvania. Bye. Never coming back. You've seen the last of us. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks for having me. Yes, you'll be back. Literally, we're probably going to film another episode next, but yay. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs>